Hello, all sentient beings, and welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk about all the news, comics, and media related to the. On this episode, we review the final IDW main Transformers comic, Fate of Cybertron. Another bunch of scripts for the G1 cartoon episodes are preserved for posterity, and we speculate on the future of Transformers comics after IDW. Today is Friday, July 22nd, 2022, and this is episode 295 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that found its fate on Cybertron. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? The amazing and awesome producer and editor, Mike. Hello, everybody. And Daryl, the Cybertronian beast. There's no fate but what we make for ourselves. Let's talk Transformers. Not Terminator. <laughs> it's very philosophical for a beast. It's a, it's a robot to robot franchises. <laughs> As always, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out and keep the ghost showing. Keep the show going. <laughs> Indeed. Good job. You guys are awesome. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you are not a Donatron and would like to become one, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support. That's where you can sign up. All right. Uh, this week we had a special, Another special episode from Daryl. So uh, this, as this show goes up, it should already be available to you. Came out on Thursday. This was another episode of Let's Talk Transformers with Daryl. And uh, this time, who was your guest, Daryl? Yeah, I uh, I had a chat with Maz from the Triple Takeover podcast, and uh, we we chatted about some fun stuff. He's a he's a really intelligent guy, and uh, uh, yeah. It, it, He's, he's got, we're into some very similar things. So, uh, I, I was really curious to, uh, to chat with him about, uh, you know, some of those other, uh, commonalities between us. And yeah, that should be available to everyone should already be in your feed. Uh, so take a listen. Uh, also next week, we've got the bonus uncut version of Empire of Rust episode 81. That's our Transformers live play RPG podcast. This is the early release of episode 81 Reservoir Bears. Uh, this is exclusive to our Donatrons. Uh, so that'll be out Monday, July 25th. Uh, and you'll still have to wait another week for in the free feed for the episode to come out. So uh, all you Donatrons, you get access early. And uh, enjoy, uh, Mike. Any uh, anything special in this episode? Uh, uh, judging by the title, I, I wonder if it has to do with uh, <laughs> assassins or hitmen or uh, or undercover cops. <laughs> the the hint I'll get or I'll give you is that everything gets very greasy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, pizza. <laughs> ninja turtles <laughs> you find robot ninja turtles <laughs> who knows it might actually draw Daryl in to, to, watch, to listen to the show <laughs> how do you feel about ninja turtles Daryl mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that, a that maybe sounds meh <laughs> <laughs> don't worry Daryl I'll find you the franchises you're into and I'll include those in there okay Still, still awaiting the the episode titled "Daryl Listen to This One." <laughs> <laughs> All right. In addition to uh, Empire of Rust, we also have a another uh, another bit of content coming out, courtesy of Mike, and this is a, a series of YouTube videos that will be out running next all next week from Monday to Thursday. Uh, and this shows off the Transformers deck building card game that we did online. So. Uh, Mike put that uh, that game together and invited myself, Jeremy, and Dr. Pants on. And uh, we had a good time. So, right, Mike? Yeah, definitely. You know what, Daryl? I feel that you and I have kind of stepped up our game on this, you know? 
by producing content? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. You know, I, I really do. Um, there's, there's people who, who edit and then there's people who just make content. And I think, uh, you know, maybe you do both and then maybe I don't, but I think I, I produce content <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's, uh, that's enough, you know? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> But do you listen to content, Daryl? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. All right. Well, lots of good stuff for for all the people who do listen to our content out there. Enjoy uh, and and watch the video as well. So the the deck building game will be video only. That's on our YouTube channel. Uh, But uh, yeah, Daryl's chat with Maz will be available on both. So uh, enjoy. Let's get into the rest of the show, starting off with some comics news. All right. First up, we have the cover art for the Transformers Generations book. This is the 2022 version of that book. Uh, This is produced by the Japanese publisher Hero X. This is a, uh, I think this is like a year in review of uh, uh, Transformers that came out in the previous year. So. The cover is by uh, artist Yuki Muraguchi and colors by Transformers artist Kazumasa Yasukuni. Uh, so this features Optimus Prime, Rodimus Prime, and Raiden. Yeah, it's a, it's a neat cover. So everyone, uh, if you're, uh, I guess you can order it from Amazon.jp if you want to get it in the, you know, in the non-Japanese speaking world. I don't think the text will be translated for you. So hopefully you have a passing interest in or knowledge of Japanese, or you just want to look at the the pictures. So, you know, that's also a valid reason to buy the book. So enjoy. If you're interested in getting this, I would highly recommend you actually like order it when it comes out. Cause I, t- I've did like a bit of a deep dive and took a look at the, the prices on the aftermarket. And even for recent stuff there, it, it's almost getting into the hundreds. Oh, yeah, the the aftermarket prices on these magazines are are not great. <laughs> All right, pro tip from Mike: uh, buy it now if you want it. <laughs> it's mm. supposed to be releasing July 29th. In uh, more uh, traditional comics news, we've got the another uh, the EJ Sue cover for the last issue of the miniseries Last Bot Standing. Uh, so that's the EJ Sue is doing the artwork on that whole series with uh, the author is Nick Roche. Uh, so in this last cover, you know, we've got Shib and, uh, or, you know, the, the, the Noctian uh, humanoid Shib, Rodimus's new friend and Rodimus there uh, in front and center. And then all the uh, other new Cybertronians uh, that he's fighting against, plus the, uh, the, other Danoctians, uh, I guess Shib's brothers, and then the uh, the uh, what the alderman, alderman, the head of the town there. So it's a nice little, uh, nice little kind of frame there. Uh, I've been enjoying this last bot standing series, so I, I'm, I'm curious to see how it wraps up. So look forward to that. I think that'll be coming out. Uh, issue four will be coming out in August, and issue three came out just this week. So uh, hopefully everyone got a chance to see that. Okay, uh, last bit of comics news is we got some more information about the Best of the Rarities uh, special trade paperback that's coming out uh, soon. And this is being put together by longtime Transformers fan and uh, fan writer and official writer, James Roberts. Uh, so he uh, you know, detailed all the content that's coming in this book. Uh, so a lot of obscure stuff. So if you know if, if you're a fan of the more obscure Transformers comics like me, this might be a pickup for you. I've already put this on my pull list, uh, but it's yeah, it's interesting stuff. We've got uh, stuff from Marvel UK, stuff from G two, a, a G two a Halloween Halloween special uh, issue. Uh, I mean that's it's it was included in as as a backup story in in one of the issues, but it also was released as a standalone back in the day. Lots of good stuff. Um, 
I'm not going to go through all of it here because uh, I think I, I, I might be the only one who cares about this stuff, but I, I'm definitely picking it up. Oh, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm, no. I'm in for this one. This is, uh, yeah. okay. All right. This is one of yeah. those ones that out of all of these that they've done, this is the, uh, this is the one that I'm, I'm picking up for sure. Cause a lot of these things never saw the light of day over here and I'm, yeah, I'm really into it. Some of them never saw the light of day period. Yeah. So a lot of these are from the Marvel UK series, which you probably own Charles. So, you know, you've probably got a lot of these already. So I, but, I do have some of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, a lot of these, I'm uh, I'm really interested to see. So um, yeah, I've uh, I, I'm I'm right in on this. Yeah, this is awesome. The the thing that I would want to see included more of because like the backup stories from like the UK issues, I'm I'm not as as up for. But like uh, the stuff that like uh, what was it the uh, the this the story that came with like one of like the DVD releases. Oh. The, um, you mean the, like the, the, like interstitial movies, uh, 86 movie story? Uh, no, I'm like, I'm just looking at here. It says like an untitled, uh, Foreman Roche script from an Australian DVD release. Oh, oh, okay. Like stuff like that or any of the mini yeah. comics that kind of came with, uh, uh, mm-hmm. came with like figures back in the day. Like I know Armada and John did like the, the pack-in mini comics. Like I would love to see mm-hmm. those like full size. Uh, like the, the, the thing from the, the woman's day, uh, magazine, like that story, like, like stuff like that's that in there. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the kind of stuff I really, really want to see as part of it. Uh, I would love to see like even more of that, like the really obscure stuff that, you know, you, you may have never owned or never even seen. I'm surprised they don't have that chick transformers, like razor bot story in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was a full comic though. Like anything that was like anything that's official, you know, just, I mean, like I know a lot of the third party figures will put like little mini comics in with them. It's like, all right, you know, you can't include stuff like that, but stuff that like stuff that comes with like DVD box sets and everything like that's gonna, that's the stuff that you can't easily find elsewhere. So yeah, you know, fill it up with, with stuff like that. Yeah. This is awesome. I think you were kind of surprised at just how, uh, how many opinions we had on that Charles, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not alone. And that this is great. I hope. I hope this. I hope this book sells pretty well because I think this is this is really neat stuff, uh, taken from lots of different places. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I did. I did a lot of the UK stuff. I did hunt down back in the day and and get copies. So it's nice to see uh, uh, reprinted for uh, so people can get access to it. So. Cool. It's important to note that this was supposed to be out this month and it got pushed back to August. So August 3rd is, is now the new date for it. So it, uh, mm. it'll be out uh, next month. All right. Uh, let's uh, move on to our comic review. All right. In our review, we are looking at the fate of Cybertron, which is the final story in the Transformers 2019 continuity. This was written by Brian Ruckley. Art is by Andrew Lee Griffith, pages 1 through 11. Winston Chan, pages 12 through 19. Alex Milne, pages 20 through 26 and page 34. Ed Perry, pages 27 through 33 and page 35. Angel Hernandez, pages 36 through 40. Pillars by, we got both of the Joshes back, uh, Josh Burcham on pages 1 through 19. Josh Perez, pages 20 through 35, and then David Garcia Cruz, pages 36 through 40. Letters by Jake M. Wood, editor David Marriott, assistant editor is Riley Farmer, supervising editor is Tom Waltz. Whew, that's a long list of credits. It's a 40-page book. Um, we've got three covers, though. Um, cover A shows Optimus leading his followers to the future. This is by Nick Brokenshire. Cover B shows uh, what would happen if Starscream won with uh, has the Autobots kind of enslaved. And this is by Angel Hernandez and David Garcia Cruz. And the retailer incentive is basically it's just a fitting end uh, by Alex Milne. So, uh, Mike, which of the three is your pick this week? Not even a question. Alex's cover is is great. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Charles, how about you? 
Yeah, um, uh, there's there's no question. Alex Alex knocked it out of the park with this cover. Um, that's a it's just an awesome image. Was yeah, I mean, just pulling everything from this continuity together in the 2019 series. It's really really a great image that you know showcases everything we got in this uh, in this series. Really nice. Yeah, definitely. And Daryl, you don't need to say anything. Okay. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Just, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, Alex's cover was uh was a no-brainer for me. Um it uh it's just it's just great. Um you know, he uh we had him and I had talked uh a long time ago and I had asked him what uh, what he thinks makes a great cover and he says just make a, make it look like a movie poster. Mm-hmm. Not that I draw, but he said, make it look like a movie poster. And now I look at his covers and I'm like, yeah, this looks like a movie poster. So yeah, yeah. He, when he wants to make a cover look epic, he makes it look like a movie poster. So yeah, this is uh this is uh like a, 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 a an epic looking po- uh, movie poster, but with transformers on it. So yeah, it's uh, it's just, it's, it's awesome. And yeah, this is, there's, I mean, you 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 focus in on the transformers on here with Optimus and Megatron and Devastator on the in the you know here, but there's there's so much other stuff going on. Like the sky behind Devastator is the Decepticon insignia, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's bots and stuff coming apart. There's the arc in the bottom left corner. Uh, there's the the planet uh, behind the logo. Like like I get pissed off that the text covers so much of this. You know, like. And it's not even that much. So yeah, it's uh this this cover is is just is unreal. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I have to agree with everyone. That's this is definitely the pick, but I think the other covers also were good. Um although the the Skywarp one, you know, it doesn't really have much to do with the story. I'm just but you know, the image is good. The cover A I think is good, but just when you have something like that, the Alex Milne one, it's just knocks it out of the park. All right. Well, uh, let's get into the summary. Outside Dark Mount, Optimus Prime and Megatron face off. Optimus intends to honor their agreement to leave Cybertron with anyone that wishes to follow him. But Megatron argues that letting Optimus leave will mean that he's going to be a threat on into the future. The war can only end with Optimus defeated, but of course, Optimus refuses and will will also not surrender the matrix of leadership. Frustrated, Megatron attacks Prime. Ironhide tries to jump in and help, but Skywarp reminds him that he's got the imploder, and if he moves his thumb, it'll go off, taking everyone with him. While this is happening, Giaxis is also trying to assist Megatron, but Stryka stops him. She tells him that Megatron will only have peace if he is the one that destroys Optimus Prime himself. Suddenly, both the Autobots and Decepticons are surprised as Skylinks and Computron arrive with reinforcements. Jumpstream teleports from inside Skylinks to Skywarp's location and then grabs him and the Imploder and takes both of them into subspace. With the sides now more equal, Megatron allows Optimus to leave for Dark Mount and ultimately the planet. However, as they leave, Megatron tells his however as they leave. Megatron tells his forces that he has no plans of actually letting them leave the planet. Then asks Shockwave where his Constructicons are, and then he's told that they are on their way. At Darkmount, the Autobots are preparing for the evacuation while still also trying to repair Lodestar and prep the Ark. Looking on, Cyclonus has decided to evacuate with the Autobots. He has finally found his peace, and he allows his phantom companions to rest and disappear, except for Paragon. He'd like Paragon to stay on a bit longer if they'd like to. When Optimus's group returns to Dark Mount, he's told that they're about ready to launch, but Pyra is looking around for Jumpstream, who hasn't returned yet. Inside subspace, Jumpstream has vented Skywarp's Energon and has merged him partially with the Imploder. He's safe as long as he stays there, where time and space have no meaning, but if he returns to Cybertron, the timer will start, and, well, he knows what will happen. Back in regular space at Dark Mount, Highbrow and Lightbright are briefing Optimus on their plan. Lodestar is flight capable, but that's about it. She has no defensive abilities and she won't be fast at all. The Ark has an improvised engine, but it also won't get anywhere anytime fast. 
Optimus tells them that they're not going to be going very far and that now they have hope. He then leaves to prep the defenses. He knows Megatron won't actually let them leave without a fight. Soon, Megatron, now joined by Devastator, arrive near Dark Mount. Optimus readies the defenders as Wheeljack has supercharged the combination core in Scattershot with the last of their Energon. As the battle begins, the Autobots continue to lose ground and Ironhide calls on Scattershot and then soon Computron and Leviathan join the fight. The two take on Devastator, but they still fall against the Decepticon's power. Computron had been punched into his component parts, but Scattershot decides to try again and he calls for more volunteers to help defend Cybertron. The Prime Guard responds, and soon he's joined by nine other bots to form a supersized Computron. He runs roughshod over the Decepticon lines, giving the rest of the Autobots a chance to finally board the ships. Computron falls under a combined assault by all of the Decepticons, but it was too late. Their sacrifice was successful, and the Autobot ships are underway. Inside the Ark, Optimus gives a speech. He tells the combined survivors that Megatron might have the planet, but Cybertron lives in each of them. There will be a time when they return to Cybertron, but it'll be a long road getting from there to here. Until then, they know where they're going as we see the untethered winged moon in their sights. The moon was abandoned when the tether was cut, but Wheeljack's team also nearly destroyed it while defending it against Team Stream. Now it's been inhabited by Cosmos and Blastoff, who have been getting systems online one by one, readying it for the Autobot survivors. The End so uh, I really enjoyed this book. I thought it was a, a good kind of fitting into the series, but it did seem kind of rushed at times. I mean, it, it seems like we're getting over the last couple months, we've, we've been getting like a year's worth of stories compressed and they just had to kind of pound through, you know, skipping some details, but you know, you're, you're hitting the high points. Um, I like the the confrontation with Megatron uh, Optimus kind of sticking to his guns and, but having that plan with uh Jumpstream getting in and then, you know, Skywarp getting his kind of just you know, his, his well-deserved. And um, I thought that was a good conclusion to the, the Jumpstream storyline. Um, and then just, with the book ending up on um, on the um, the moon, it just kind of it shows where the story could have gone, and it is nice having a Transformers story where Earth isn't even in the picture at all. So, you know, for all the issues that this 2019 series has had, they never even hinted that Earth was a thing, and that is kind of refreshing. Um, but I don't know. I just, I took this book as it was and, um, I didn't try, try to overthink it at all. Um, I just enjoyed the conclusion to the story and just the art was just pretty much fantastic throughout. And I love that they got so many people on it. Um, you know, just to kind of, share the the love and I'm also sure sharing the the load of the work but you know having longtime artists like you know Andrew Griffith combined with newer people like Winston Chan I, th I think that was great getting um so many people involved and the art styles didn't really kind of mesh you know from artist to artist very well through the story but it, it's in my mind it was fine it it, it worked for me so, um, that was my thoughts. Um, Mike, let's start again with you. What, what were your thoughts on the book? I'll echo your initial sentiment. I think this is a very satisfying conclusion to the, the continuity that we're dealing with. That being said, it felt a little scattered. And I think, I think for me, it was because the art styles jumped around so much. That was incredibly jarring. And I mean, Alex's work is absolutely top notch. And while everyone else still did good jobs, Alex's stand out so much as so much mm -hmm. better that it makes other people look bad by comparison. <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, like I'm, I'm just look, looking at like the big uh, splash battle page with uh, Ultra Magnus and Pyramagna on there, and it's just a beautiful piece of art. Very well done, uh, technically well done, and and just very well composed. And again, it just it makes everyone else just look a little bit lesser just by it being next to each other. I I think I would have enjoyed the book more if the art style, even if it wasn't up to to Alex's uh, kind of like Alex's quality. I think I would have enjoyed it more if the art was consistent. And kind of like Daryl, I, I do focus a lot on on the art as well. I like the, a good story, but art is is very important to, to me as well. Uh, all uh, they wrapped up all of the like the story elements, and I can appreciate that. You know, like they even uh, they even kind of did it's like some of like the little like, sub characters they had like the the hub capital story they had going on. Yeah, they wrapped that up too, or not wrapped it up, but you know they they you know they had him in there and just kind of like like hey this guy's still here. It's like okay cool you know. Uh, Skywarp story. Yep, I <laughs> I I really I I hated Skywarp not not because I, I didn't like the character or anything, but he was just like a a jerk to everyone, and I I hated him as as a person and I'm glad to see that he got got what he did. So so on that, good. And yeah, I mean just kinda like I said, overall just the the the, the story itself was was in a good place. I, I liked the conclusion they did. I it was just the the art was a little bit rough for me to jump back and forth between uh, between quality on on book like on each individual page. And whenever you put someone other than Alex, like right after Alex's pages, it just it always feels duller than than it is, even if it is objectively a good piece of art. Yeah, I mean, I do wish that they had the opportunity, like in other books you've seen, like where the, the scene completely shifts to another location and that's where they would do the artist break. Yeah, they didn't really have much of an opportunity to do that here. Right. Like when someone else was doing like the flashback scenes or something like that, you know, it, it, it works really well, but yeah, I still love the, the designs and the looks for uh, Leviathan and Lodestar. I hope we see them at some point in the future. Yeah, definitely. I'm just afraid that like, like that's going to be it for them. And like that big splash page with Leviathan and uh, Computron on there, like that's going to be like the last big, the big shot we see of them. Yeah, it's unfortunate that it's ending. I will say, uh, I, I forget who did it, but there was a page early on where Prime and Megatron are grappling, and it just looks so utterly silly with them just like doing like the anime grapple with their heads turned towards the camera. It just, it, it, <laughs> I think it's Alex's art, but God, that's just the, the pose and everything is just bizarre as all hell. That's <laughs> Andrews. Is it Andrews? He did the first the first bit of art. Okay. Coming to Alex Alex. did the um Leviathan and Devastator grappling. Yep. Yep. Coming to Alex's defense there, Daryl. I gotcha. All right. But yeah, those are those are my thoughts. All right. Uh Daryl, what were your thoughts on this? Um, well, I mean, I uh for the most part, I mean, obviously I'm 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 pretty uh, staunch on uh, Alex's camp for the art, but for the most part, I like the art from everyone else as well. Um, the uh, I thought, uh, I mean, a- Andrew's art for the first bat- bit, uh, I thought was fantastic, and uh, and then you've uh, you've got a- the uh, the other artists here contributing as well. Um, the um, I can't remember who was. Uh, Directly before Alex's, that was Winston. Winston. Winston's right. Okay, so Winston's art. Um, the the last panel of Winston's. Uh, they have. Um, she says, "Here come the seekers, or here they come, seekers." Uh, strong arm. Strong arm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. So that's she's looking off the uh, the base and says, "Here, here they come, seekers." And then the next page is Alex's art. And it's um, just full on battle, and I thought that transition was absolutely brilliant. So yeah, first of all, you get a change in artist. 
Second, you're getting a change in, in venue, um, and, and scene. And, um, and it's just, it's, it's just looks fantastic. Um, so that was, that was jarring for me in a good way where it, you know, it's now seemingly like I'm now looking through strong arms eyes. I I can understand how every, you can think everyone looking, um, worse by comparison, I guess when they're compared to Alex, but you know, I know that Ed Perry came, his art is after Alex's. And frankly, I thought he, he raised his game because there are some panels and such that, uh, really just, they blended very well into the, you know, into the art, uh, of the, of the issue. And I thought it was, it went really, really well. Um, so I was really impressed with, with his work as well. Um, the, uh, um, I wanted to, to give props to whoever has signed the pages for this issue, because as much of a fan of, of Alex's art as, as I am, um, he, I, I was hoping that he would do a battle like this because, you know, he can do a, a fight scene like nobody's business. And, you know, we'd seen it in, in more than meets the eye a couple times, but to see two combiners go at it, you know, and, and a, uh, you know, a Titan as well was just fantastic. Just being able to see Alex's art on this fight scene was just, just everything I, I wanted. And to have somebody perhaps maybe newer to the comics and, and come to this, this last book and, you know, be a little disappointed and say, Holy crap, who's this artist that did these six pages or whatever. And, uh, you know, think, Oh man, maybe why couldn't they get them to do an entire book? Well, there is, there's, there's like, 57 or so issues of them doing a whole book. So, you know, you can go back and you can look at their, their, their previous work, but yeah, I was really impressed with, uh, with the, the way that the art duties got the distributed in this issue, the story. I thought it was kind of interesting how Computron kind of formed at the end using 10 bots at the, you know, <laughs> so I don't exactly know how that, that went down. But uh, yeah, they, so, Computron was formed with that synthetic uh, enigma of combination, right? So I assume that they all have that inside them. Gotcha. So I mean, I'm looking at the the newly, you know, the ten bot combiner, and I'm trying to find, you know, where the other bots are in here, and I can really only see like one or two. So I guess they're just kind of added to the the chunk of the new, the new body. But, uh, I like the fact that, you know, we'll just add, we'll just add five more bots here and just kind of overpower devastator by size. Um, and, uh, you know, it worked, but, um, but yeah, I, I, for all, for all intents and purposes, I liked the story. It ended, it, it shored up a lot of things that needed to be kind of, you know, ended. I kind of don't like the fact that they only kind of went next door to the moon. You know, they did all this work to get off the planet and they only just landed, you know, a few doors down on the moon. I figured they would have gone further when they, when they launched, I thought, okay, like, like you probably did. I thought, okay, well, they're going to earth, you know, and this is, this is the ending and it's leaving it all wide open for, you know, for the G1 story to start. Well, you know, obviously they didn't, it's still completely wide open, right? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. the story could could continue on with the new publisher whoever it is and they could uh they could pick it up where they where this story leaves off they won't but they could um but uh but yeah i thought uh that the the landing the landing spot of this uh this these ships was uh, a little too close um maybe well, uh, well remember this the moon is untethered so i think it's just kind of floating out there in space that's true, but I'm I'm assuming it's still controlled by some kind of gravity that keeps it close to the planet. Either way, um, you know, uh, comic book physics don't apply, I guess, anymore. Right. I I like the book. It was a great way to end the uh, end the series. Um, you know, there were there were points in which I was a little jarred by the the art style of some of the artists. But uh, for the most part, I was really quite happy with it. Um, you know, uh, 
I bought a piece of art from this, this book. So I was, I was quite happy with it. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with the rest of these, uh, these IDW sh- books that are, are, um, that are finalizing the, the, the license. So yeah, great book. I, I, I had a good time with this one. Cool. And Charles, what were your thoughts? Generally agree with what everyone else said. Um, yeah, I mean, the art was excellent in, in this issue. I mean, my only, my only one regret is that we didn't see anything from Anna Malkova, uh, since she was, she had become kind of the, the, um, the regular artist on the book in the last, uh, for the last year or so. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I, it was great to see all these artists, uh, on the book. I mean, Winston Chan, of course, uh, you know, friend of the show, it's great to see him getting more work. He did a lot of work on beast wars Him getting, uh, getting to do, uh, contribute to this last issue was awesome. Uh, Ed Peary is an awesome artist. He's a, he's been a long time fan artist now getting more professional work. And, and yeah, I definitely agree with Daryl that he stepped up his game in this issue. Uh, it looked really nice. Um, I do got to shout out the Alex Milne page at, near the back. Like there was one lone Alex Milne page near mm-hmm. the back of the book, which was the um, the the arc and uh, the uh, the Titan lifting what off I thought it was, into the yeah. atmosphere. I yeah. assumed it was that one. Yeah that that is just an awesome, amazing shot. I, mm-hmm. I I'm wondering what the what the um, like as this book was getting put together. Like someone was like, no, Alex needs to do this page because <laughs> it was, that was just, that's, that's, you know, the, that kind of epic scale is something he excels at. So that, that's just really cool to see. Um, and, uh, you know, I do, I want to uh, recognize Angel Hernandez for giving him the last, the final pages of the book. Um, you know, he's, he's still not something, not, not my favorite art style, but I think, you know, the, the giving him letting him close out the book since he started the book. I thought it was a, you know, a nice send off and, and his, his art is good. It's just, it's just different from, you know, my personal preference. Uh, so, but uh, he got those last couple of pages and, and kind of, we get to say farewell to all those characters uh, that, that he started with here. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was a, it was a great, great book. I mean, you know, I, we we talked a little bit about in, in general, just as, as over the reviewing this book for the last three years or so. Um, you know, it's 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 had pacing issues. the The story has not been exciting every issue, which is you know kind of a you know it, it, the the cadence was about you get you got one really exciting event every six issues or so, which was you know a little. I, I think with comics, you need to try and, and hit some high points in every issue. And, and, and I don't think it, this book really did that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, then yeah, I, I think the last year maybe you had a, a, the opposite problem where you're, you you had to put a lot of events in, in a short amount of time because things had to get wrapped up. So these last few issues have been very <laughs> action packed and exciting, which is great. Uh, so this was a nice capper here. Um, and yeah, the, uh, so kudos to to Brian Ruckley and and he got to you know he got to helm an entire uh Transformers series on his own and uh, you know I I think his his storyline was uh, was fun and interesting I just uh, I just wish the the pacing had been more even throughout the series mm-hmm. but uh but yeah I think this was a good uh, a good end to the story and I I like the the ending leaving it open ended where yeah this could be the the continuation of, of other transformer stories. If you want to take it to other planets, maybe even earth, if you want to go the, you know, go a, a, a alternate G one take or do something completely different. You could take it in any direction you want. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I, I agree on the, the whole pacing stuff. There were so many good ideas that were introduced in the series that I hope are carried on into future series, but, you know, at the very least, we, we have an actual ending, which isn't, you know, when the license changes hands, we haven't always gotten a definite ending to the ongoing stories. So I'm very happy at that. And yeah, so looking forward to seeing what is coming up next. But for now, 
Um, that is the end of the ongoing s- series from IDW with Transformers, and we just have some minis to finish out the thing. So that is it for the comic review. All right, and we'll move on to media news. All right, in media news this week, we've got a lot of stuff being added to the uh, the Sunbow Marvel archive site. So uh, we've got a whole bunch of new scripts uh, that have been added to the uh, that site, and uh, these guys must have just got a, gotten a whole whack of stuff recently because every week seems to be adding more and more. So uh, newly added scripts to that site are from the uh, the uh, the original G one show, the episodes Child's Play, Quest for Survival, The Secret of Omega Supreme, The Gambler. Crim Zeke, Sea Change, Triple Takeover, Prime Target, Autobop, The Search for Alpha Trion, The Girl Who Loved Power Glide, Voice Goes to Hollywood, uh, and that's it. Yeah, all of those. So that's a bunch. If uh, one of your favorites is in there, maybe uh, check out the original script for it on the uh, the Sunbow Marvel Archive. Um, that's a uh, that's a lot of scripts, and they've. They've got a lot of other ones. We've talked about a few of them recently. So yeah, take a look at that, uh, that site. And, and yeah, the, uh, apparently, uh, I haven't looked, but the, uh, the episode, uh, um, shoot, what was the one, uh, the one we got the, 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 the clips from Rust. Cosmic Rust. Cosmic Rust. Yeah. So Cosmic Rust has got a bunch of the, uh, um, the, the, the pieces of material that, uh, that Paul Davis uh, Davies had at the, uh, at TFCon, uh, are on that, uh, that site as well. So he had some really cool materials as well. So yeah, take a look at that and see, uh, see those things that he brought to TFCon. Uh, next in, uh, in TV and streaming, uh, news, uh, we've got a rumor and that is that a Transformers live action series is in the works for Paramount plus. Uh, I do remember hearing this news during the week. And the immediate uh, response or the immediate thought that came to my head was that how the hell are they going to do this? Um, and, and most of the responses were, uh, that I saw online were, well, that's going to be just a lot of like, it's almost like a, 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 a modern, uh, night rider series where persons driving around in, in vehicles or flying in, in planes or on boats and they're talking to the vehicle. Um, and then you'll have a gratuitous, uh, you know, robot shot somewhere uh, that'll be kind of repeated somewhere during the, down the line. So the CGI is going to be very expensive and hard to do. I can't imagine it's going to be, uh, um, very, uh, very CGI centric. So if you think of all the live action, you know, uh, shows that are on TV right now, how many of them have, uh, have new CGI in every, every episode. So yeah, if this is, uh, if this is something that, uh, interests you, think about like, a uh, like, a uh, an action drama series that's out right now. And, and think about how much CGI is used in that. Probably not very much. So it's going to be a lot more of, uh, the human, the human characters. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on this? Just what I wanted. More humans. Uh, humans as main characters in my Transformers show. That's exactly what I want. Yeah, I know, right? In case you could tell, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm not, a, I mean, I want Transformers to be the main characters of the Transformers show. I, I don't think that's too much to ask. I mean, <laughs> and that probably means you should make it an animated show, not a live action show. So that's, those are my thoughts. <laughs> mm-hmm. When, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the cost. That's just, it'll be so expensive. And I mean, they, you can do a lot with things like, like what they do on the Star Wars shows with the, the volume, with mm-hmm. having the backgrounds and stuff done through CGI. But if you're going to be interacting with the characters, it's just, this, there's a reason why they do it as a movie because you get such a higher budget. Yeah. You know, I, I would want, if they're going to be doing something 
for Paramount Plus. I would like to see something more on the in the vein of Transformers Prime, do a a fully CGI animated sure thing, and you know that that would work so much better in my opinion. Yeah, I guess the um those the Star Wars shows or the 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 Marvel TV shows are probably the closest thing to uh, what what they're looking to do here, right? But um, do any of those shows have a have a, a like a main character that's completely CGI? Um, the Mandalorian had IG 11. I think that was CGI, but that was one episode, wasn't it? Uh, it was in yeah, a couple episodes, like a couple. but he wasn't like in the entire show. But I mean, they're doing a lot with practical effects. still. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the space stuff is all just, you know, kind of, that's always all, all CGI or whatever. Yeah. But I'm thinking like the, the Marvel shows, they're doing a lot of stuff with the superpowers and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, there's still a lot of practical effects. Yeah. I mean, and, and they're all grounded in people. I mean, like the main characters are people. So, yeah. you know, you have, you can have a lot of scenes where it's just people interacting and you don't necessarily need a lot of special effects throughout the entire show. Like if you're, if I mean, it's probably not going to be this, but if if you want transformers to be the main characters, they should be on screen the whole show. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I guess you can, you can cheat and have them in vehicle mode for a little while, but you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like, it's like Knight Rider where the, you know, you're just talking to the car all the time yeah. and, and, the focus is not on the car. The focus is on David Hasselhoff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just imagine that you're going to see, cause I remember, um, remember the show Jag. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, about like naval lawyers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, they would show, they would show scenes, uh, of these naval pilots that were, you know, subject to, of their, their episodes flying around in their, in their, their jets. Well, the scenes that they were using were from, were from Top Gun. <laughs> so I, I was a big fan of Top Gun. And every time I I'd see promos for this show or the, or the intro for this show, I'd recognize the jet flying scenes from Top Gun. I'm like, well, that's an exact, that looks a lot like Top Gun. And I'm like, well, that's exactly from Top Gun. <laughs> so, so they just steal it. So I'm like, well, Maybe maybe this Transformer show is just going to steal scenes from from the movies and repurpose them. <laughs> I mean, Michael Bay has done that before, but you know, not not to the extent of uh, of of using um, of using actual characters in, in different movies. But but he's he's used scenes from other movies, but he's done before. But yeah, I don't know. This uh, is the the idea of a, of a live action Transformer show does not does not bode well. So yeah. The last thing that we have for you here in, uh, in media news is, um, Peter Cullen was, uh, being interviewed. CBR has the story. This is a, a longer, uh, article, but, uh, and you can read it if you want to read the whole thing, but he recounted his audition for the 2007 transformers movie. And, um, it, it starts off and, uh, as as Peter Cullen has had has said, how impressed um, uh, Michael Bay, how how he was impressed by Michael Bay during his audition, uh, but he remarked that he was not guaranteed he was going to get the role. So that was interesting. Um, but uh, but yeah, so go ahead and read the rest of this if you want. Have either one of you guys or any of you guys read this yet? Yeah, I read it. Um, I mean, we've heard a lot of the things already but uh they were surprised at him doing multiple voices you know he's like yeah we all can do multiple voices frank walker did you know a million of them yeah but i i just think it's so so strange that he would have to work to get this job when clearly that's what hasbro wanted yeah but i don't know it it was good I, i found the the praising of michael bay a bit much you know, knowing like, okay, you, you like the characterization of Optimus Prime in the first movie, but by the, by the final Bay movie, you are clearly unhappy with it, but making a paycheck. So sure. Yeah. 
anyway, but yeah, you can, you can go ahead and read this if you want. It's a, uh, you know, it's more of Peter Cullen and we'll always take more of Mr. Cullen. So, but, uh, that, that's it. That's it for uh, media news. All right, let's uh, move on to convention news. All right, uh, just a couple quick things we mentioned in the toy show. Uh, the Earthspark panel at San Diego Comic-Con is uh, today, Friday the 22nd at 2.15 to 3.15 p.m. Pacific time. So we will have more news next week about what was covered. Uh, looking forward to hearing out more about that show. Uh, and then we have um, Sidefest Northwest, which is June 23rd tomorrow at the Kent Commons Community Center in Kent, Washington, uh, which is 20 miles south of Seattle. It's just, it's going to, it's a one day convention has a bunch of stuff for families. Uh, there's a kid's play area. There's some fan panels, Billy Mont Montfort and Blackie Shepard, who are both artists that have worked on IDW transformers are going to be there. They have a panel. And it's going to be closed out by Mike Seibert, friend of our show, um, doing uh, a live version of his podcast, the Mike Seibert radio podcast. So sounds like a, a fun time, uh, $10 for adults, $5 for kids, five to 12. And then, uh, there's a family rate, $25 for two adults and two to five children. So it sounds like it's, they're really trying to get families to come out. And I think that'll be a great time. So. That's all the convention news. But one thing I also wanted to talk about with San Diego, you know, happening. And this is more me kind of just wanting to wish it into existence. Um, when do you guys think we're going to find out about the new license holder? Because I'm kind of hoping that it will happen during San Diego or it has happened as of when someone's listening to this, because that seems like the best time to me. And I really just want to know when we can start hounding PR people from the, whatever new company is any ideas? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't have any expectations, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I, I hope it's, it's a, I mean, I, when I, I had, I was on, uh, on moon base two with Mikey a little while ago and he, he asked me what I was looking for. I'm, I'm just looking for something new, like new, something that goes in a different direction. I mean, I, I jokingly said, a comic that doesn't feature Optimus Prime, Megatron, Bumblebee, or Starscream, which uh, is probably not what we're going to get, <laughs> but uh, something that that introduces new characters, takes it in a different direction, does something unexpected. I, w I would like to see that. Yeah, that'd be great. But you know, they're going to start off any new series with the big hitters. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Mike? Any any ideas? or speculation. I actually think we're not going to get an announcement at SDCC. I think if we were, we would have been getting some rumors or something happening, uh, kind of leading up to it. And I mean, I, I haven't heard anything. I don't know if anyone else has, but it just doesn't seem like it, it's, it's going to be happening. I have a feeling that they'll, they're going to be wait. They'll be waiting until, uh, one, all of the IDW stuff is actually like, done and out and just, you know, like 100% finished. I know the license technically has, like, it, it's expired already for them, correct? It's just, like, like, leftovers right now? I think it's December when it officially is done. I would expect, in a, if that's the case, I would expect an announcement probably in November or early December at some point. So, like, New York Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, that actually be a, yeah, that would actually fit quite well for it, because it's just it. Whenever, whenever a company like Hasbro is is you know announcing like big changes to their their structure or to the way their license works, they're not doing something that is, you know, like they're not doing something bad or anything. So they're they believe that whatever they're doing is going to be good for their brand. And if they're proud of it, they're going to announce it, you know, early. They're going to announce it as 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 early as they can once they have some like, actual plans formed up. Uh, it was just when you it's when you get like a surprise announcement that has like no like no lead up to it that that's the kind of thing that 
to me, seems like, hey, we we don't know how successful this is going to be, so let's just get it out there, and then that's that. Um, so that's that's my thoughts on it. I don't think we're going to hear anything until until very late in the year. Uh, maybe a little bit, like I think, like October at the absolute earliest, but far more likely November or or December. Uh, as far as what they're going to announce, they'll they'll likely announce like you know who has the who has the license, and what the initial lineup is going to be. So whether they're doing just an ongoing, whether they're doing a couple of minis like uh, IDW did to start with, and I think that will be the the announcement. Um, it wouldn't also wouldn't surprise me if they do maybe a toy pack in comic first to get people excited about like that universe, that continuity, that publisher. That might be fun. Yeah. I know it's, it's not something that Hasbro does a lot lately, but you know, it's, I mean, they have done before there is precedent. So yeah, I think that uh, as far as the actual content, I am right there with you, Charles, where I want to see something new with some new characters and and yeah, like I I want to see something where they're they are actually being like robots in disguise again. You know, they're on a planet, they're infiltrating, and they're trying to stay hidden. And no Prime, no Megatron, no Starscream, Bumblebee, Soundwave, Grimlock. Like I don't need the heavy hitters anymore. I've, we've seen plenty of stories with these characters. I don't need to see more of them right now. There are. Hundreds, if not thousands, of potential characters that they can that they can pull from, and that's not even counting new characters that they can come, that they can come up with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, give us give us something, give us something new, give us something that doesn't have like a Prime or Megatron in it. Reference them, sure. You know, say, you know, like a, a you know, like who are you? Like who are you pretending to be? Optimus Prime or some some line like that? It just just go for it and and just give us something new and interesting because I think that the stories that they've told that don't have the the prime Megatron or or you know Bumblebee or, or characters like that are some of the stronger, more successful ones. Like I think Beast Wars was a great, you know, uh, a great story, great storyline, great writing, partly because they didn't rely on echoing stuff from the 80s. Uh, animated, I think, was was really good, even though they had a Prime and a Bumblebee and a Megatron. But it, they weren't; they definitely weren't trying to be the same type of character. You know, you had Optimus as like this kind of green rookie commander, and it's like, well, yeah, that that's compelling, that's interesting. So that's what I'm hoping for. But you know, just like just like we said, it's highly unlikely that they won't bring a Prime in immediately. Or Megatron in immediately, right? Uh, Daryl, uh, you volunteer at a comic shop and are probably intimately familiar with um, the like the schedule. Like you know, the solicits are three months out, so that's when comic shops order. Mm-hmm. And we're currently what the September solicits or. I think I think we're probably getting closer to the October, uh, October ones now. Yeah. So what, what do you think? Do you, do you think that has anything to do with it? Or do you, do you agree with Mike that might be like November or so that the announcement comes? I mean, my involvement at a comic store has nothing, gives me no, no, well, no knowledge as to what may or may not be happening. But no, um, but I was just talking about the schedule of when yeah, comics stores I think, order um, stuff. I think we're probably. I'm leaning much more in the camp of that. We're going to hear something sooner rather than later. If it's this weekend at, uh, at STCC, then, then so be it. Um, I'm a strong believer of the more people that know a secret, the less likely it's going to stay a secret. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, the, I, I I'm fairly certain that whomever, is getting this license it's probably been gotten already so yeah it's the paperwork's likely been signed and it's been everything's already been established as to where the the license is landing 
So every single day that passes, the potential for leak, the leak comes out. And you you, you don't want it. it you don't want it to come out before you're ready for it to come out. And if you've got an SDCC uh and you're already there doing stuff, you know, why not make the announcement at with the biggest audience that you can possibly have? So I'm I'm ha- you know, hedging my bets that it's going to happen at this weekend at, at SDCC just on the basis that, you know, they can't keep a secret longer than, you know, keep it till November. It's just, it's too much. You know, you, you're at the, you know, if you wait that long, you've got people starting to get involved. You've got, you've got stuff, you know, getting made. You've got stuff going to printers at that point. You know, it's just, it's, there's too many people that got their hands on it at that point And the yeah. secret will not stay a secret. So, so yeah, you're going to hear something probably this weekend. Um, and, and wherever it lands, uh, whatever they want to do, you're, 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 you're on the money with the, it's going to be a G1 story because they want to, they want to get a hold of the people who are currently buying comics and anyone who can remember the original series. So yeah, they want to get the audience that they know is going to buy books. So, and then they'll go from there. Right. So yeah, the first story is going to be a G1 story. Um, I am, I'm a fan of pack in comics, but I don't think they're going to do a pack in comic. Um, they, you know, pack in comics only work in the U S so, you know, you know, elsewhere they have to, you know, adhere to different language laws. Canada, you know, specifically has really stringent language laws and, and packing comics don't work here. So you got to do a whole different set of, of, of packaging for it. And that's a big expense and, and Hasbro doesn't do that shit no more. So, you know, um, that's why a lot of these companies have gone to digital uh, downloads now, but yeah, as far as, uh, as far as what the, uh, um, the first stuff that's going to come from it, it's just going to be a, a real simple, uh, G one story to introduce their, their world and, and, and open it up and, and get the, uh, get the creative team on board. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just hoping for my own sake, I'm hoping the art is, uh, is something that I'll enjoy. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think I'm leaning where you are. I, I think if it's not announced at SCCC, you're going to have enough people from people that know something that we're going to start seeing more credible rumors on like the big comic news site. So better to announce it with maybe like one piece of art and you know, then you're, you're ahead of the story. Yep. So, all right, well, that is it for comics news. Uh, I just, I kind of wanted to talk about this and we hadn't really gone over it in a while and we'll see what happens uh, next week when Sandy goes done. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, and we will finish up the show with feedback. Okay, so uh, we got on YouTube, we got a comment from just last week's episode, episode 294, with our interview with Andrew Wildman, uh, which was awesome. And uh, Brayden says, I like Wildman's expressive characters, especially Scorponok and Galvatron. And uh, hard agree with you there, Brayden, I agree. And uh, then from episode or two weeks ago, episode 293, and this is from artist Jim Stafford. Uh, he says, thanks for the love on my cover, guys. Really appreciate the kind words. So uh, Jim Stafford did the art on Last Spot Standing. I believe it was issue two that we was that the, the Vitruvian. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, the, the Vitruvian man. bot. <laughs> Vitruvian Rodimus. So, uh, yeah, and it's great to, to know that, that Jim's listening. So, Jim, if you're still listening, thank, thanks for writing in. And uh, we definitely appreciated that art. So, thanks for drawing it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a, we're, and yeah, like I said, we're really enjoying Last Bot Standing. So, looking forward to the, the next two issues. Okay. Well, that takes us to the end of this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. As always, you give a shout out to our masterpiece Donatrion. So thank you again to John Forex Levengood and Demon Tech 82. 
We really appreciate your support, especially at the highest Patreon level. That's why we give you a shout out in every episode. And uh, before we go, I just want to give Mike, uh, thank Mike for joining us again on this episode and this week of podcast. So anything else you want to plug before we get out of here, Mike? Yeah, take a listen and take a, uh, not take a listen, watch the uh, the YouTube videos that we'll be putting out uh, next week for the Transformers deck building game. Uh, we go through how to set it up, how to play. And then we go through an, uh, an entire game, and I put a lot of work into making it look as uh, as good as I could, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. So, yeah, take a take a watch on that, and uh, let us know what you think. All right, and also uh, please listen to the our Transformers Live Play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. Mike also puts a lot of work into that show, and it's an awesome storyline, and uh, you'll enjoy it. Sweet. <laughs> transmissionspodcast.com slash rust alright everyone thanks for listening and we will see you next time bye 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 all later thank you for listening to this episode of transmissions if you'd like to join the conversation travel to our discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Transmissions.